0: Back to another episode of the two in one golf podcast. Mike, Madison, and Sterling here. We've got a lot to get to. We've got two tournaments to cover. We took a little trip, Madison and I did, to Myrtle Beach, Tiger Woods, ending his deal with Nike, new equipment, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Before we get into that, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Mike, Madison, how are we doing
1: Sterling doing great little cold little wet little snowy here in Richmond Virginia but uh ready to talk some golf
2: Yeah I mean uh weather's definitely taken a a little bit of a turn uh we were oh I guess I should say we attempted to uh to put some rounds in yesterday and film some stuff the wind was definitely up but today a little bit of a different situation with the white stuff coming down so um, but all good, just gives us more time to catch up on golf.
0: Yeah, we attempted to do the tee flip challenge, where if you if you watch YouTube golf, you know you know you get a group of guys or girls or your buddies, you play, you flip a tee. Whoever the tee points to, that's the shot you take. So it's kind of like Captain's Choice, but the tee decides the ball. And uh, yeah, like Madison said, the win was just a little bit too crazy, and uh, we had to bail on it. Um, but to start, the PGA Tour last two weeks was in Hawaii. I want to start with the Century Tournament of Players, <laughs> no longer champions. Mostly uh, champions. Picking up his, yeah, yeah, mostly champions. You know, some top, Other pretty good guys, top 70, yeah. top 70 in the FedEx Cup. Um, but yeah, Chris Kirk wins his sixth PGA Tour event, picks up 700 FedEx points, and also $3.6 million.
1: Where do we want to start with this tournament? Do you feel like it's lost any any of its identity now that it's the tournament of mostly champions and other guys who played pretty good last year? Because I feel like it has. I feel like, you know, it's great to have an acknowledgement of people who played pretty well, but every other signature event this year is that. So why not have a tournament that really just recognizes the winners, the people who actually managed to close the deal? I I feel like it really does kind of lose something. It kind of loses its identity and becomes just another one in the pack. Yeah. I
0: wonder whose decision it was to make this event an elevated designated signature event. Because I think you're right, Mike. I mean, this tournament being the first one of the year, like everyone hasn't watched golf in a while. So you're kind of excited to watch and tune in, Um, you know, in previous years, it really felt like, you know, the best of the best because everyone won last year. Um, But now you kind of lose that. And, you know, the field of what 70 something guys and everyone's shooting under par and there's still no cut. I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel the same, but I tell you what is the same, the amount of birdies that these players are knocking in at that golf course
1: yeah is the par 73 kind of ridiculous it is because two of the par fives
0: play well under yeah. par.
1: i mean both of those aren't the guys hitting short irons into them i know they're long on the card lots of yardage but the way they play so far downhill still driver short iron
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those drives that they're hitting on them, I mean, you're going into commercial break and coming out of commercial break, and the ball's still rolling. I mean, I don't think you can really say it's a par 73 course. I think Max Homa had the longest drive of the week and the longest drive on tour ever, like 470
1: or... 477, I think. 477.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of like a number they threw out there. It doesn't play anything close to that, though. So, But kind of getting back to your point with does, has the tournament lost anything I mean I see where they've gone with making it a signature event because if you think about it it has the DNA of a signature event anyways I don't think that it should still be called the tournament of champions um, they should rename it and, and call it something else
1: well, but
2: it, it's yeah it's just it, a signature event with the guise of these are the, it, the best of the best I guess
1: it's just the century now it's not yeah. the tournament of champions yeah. anymore so they they yeah. did that they at least changed the name um, and I'm fine, honestly, with the extra FedEx Cup points, the bigger purse, all that stuff. That, that's all fine. Again, if you won last year, you deserve to play for those big, those big prizes. But I think that, again, stripping it of its, you know, stripping it of its heritage, stripping it of its history, and how does this distinguish itself now from? the other signature events and it, 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 it kind of doesn't, it's still great. I still loved watching it. Uh, the drone following those 400 and some odd yard drives is still pretty sick. The, the timer that they have on them is funny. So a lot, thank goodness all of that is still there and it's just so gorgeous to watch. I mean, you, you gotta love, you gotta love watching it.
0: Yeah. Um, beautiful views. Like you said, um, one thing that was kind of tough to watch. So Madison and I were were coming back from Myrtle, and we had it, you know, on my phone. You know, shout out to Madison for driving and keeping his eyes on the road. But um, the the amount of commercials, I believe it was on NBC, um, still kind of high. And we were sitting there wondering, like, because Madison said the last hour is supposed to be, you know, presented by Callaway, the new Chrome. Grim. gold Gold Tour, the, Golf the Waffle Ball. House. Thank you.
1: Hats. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and really, man, like, when is this hour supposed to start? Because Chris Kirk was on fifteen or sixteen, and they just went to commercial. But then we sat there and we thought about it. It's like, okay, he's gonna play eighteen, which is a par five. That's gonna take a while. But the hour includes the ceremony, and I really want to know. Let us know on Instagram or YouTube. But how many of you all stick around to watch the? Cer- I've the only ceremonies that I watch are the Masters when they go into the cabin. Maybe the U.S. Open because uh, I like to see the amateur um, out there with the Open champion, um, and probably just the majors to be honest.
1: Yeah, That's the Open it. Championship definitely. You know, you've got to see someone be crowned the champion golfer of the year that's that's pretty special but yeah i i'll listen to the couple questions that the winner answers on the green and then i'm off to something else definitely not watching the ceremony itself that was that was pretty ridiculous i felt like they could have done a lot better in timing when that last hour was gonna hit because there were so few golfers out on the course you really didn't get a whole lot of shots they were really i think kind of banking on some drama and if Mm -hmm. if there had been some then yeah it would have been fantastic but unfortunately that didn't come through so it's kind of tough to to watch a coronation like that would have liked to have something to fast forward through to be honest
0: Yeah, so Chris Kirk hit a 5-iron to 3-feet on 17 to basically close out the Gala and Spieth. uh, Just needed a par on 18 to win, and like we mentioned earlier, 18, super easy. I think he hit still hit driver. He was hitting that tight draw all day, and then I think he hit 5-iron and then a wedge and then a 2-putt and walked out of there. Um, One thing that they were showing during his long walk up 18 is... Uh, after he wrapped up the FedEx Cup um, season last year, he actually focused on playing golf left handed. Did you all I see that? I saw that. That was pretty sick. And and said his best round was an 82. And one thing I have here on our little rundown, and, and we can get into is could Chris Kirk beat Madison left handed?
2: I think it all depends on where we're playing. Now, does he have a little bit of an unfair advantage? maybe he's he built a driving range in his backyard. I don't know if you saw that. He had a bunch of timber back there. Mm-hmm. He's cleared it out. He's got a full practice facility which I mean, if you want to talk about something that's a necessity in your home, I mean, that's going to be on my list now. But I think it I think it depends on on what we're playing, but I think it'd be a good match. I think it'd be pretty good.
0: I mean, let's let's go ahead and set the stage. You're you're playing 18 holes from the gold tees at Providence. He gets his full caddy, PGA tour warm up, whatever, it's just all left handed.
1: Hmm. His I, best is eighty two though. His best.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta,
1: he got he's probably averaging
0: high eighties, low ninety. Right. My thing is it's gonna come down to the Madison if it's, mental if it's, game.
2: If it's Providence, I'd say I've got a pretty good shot. I'd say I've a, a pretty pretty good shot pretty good. anywhere else <laughs> i mean i don't know
1: providence is just the friendly confines isn't it
2: it, it i mean it is it, i it I, is. I know providence pretty well i know that the you really don't have to hit driver a lot there i mean i can just lean on my two iron a lot to get around that course um but you know if we were playing independence or uh chesden or anything like that I don't know. He, he he may have me if if, uh, if he's consistent left-handed.
1: Yeah. It'd be a good match. I think the fans to, want to see to watch. it. So, yeah, I think we're putting the invite out there to Mr. Kirk. Chris Kirk. <laughs> we would be happy. Happy to film.
2: I don't think he's yeah. going to go back and play left-handed. It seemed like that was just something to clear his head. I think he he's won now. He's uh, a little bit in the driver's seat. I think he's going to take that momentum and keep going. I don't think he's going lefty anytime soon. But if you lose it again and you you know, you need to clear your head. Let us know.
0: Do you think he wins again this year?
2: Um I think he's got a good shot. Mike, what did um where did he win last year? Was it the Honda? The Honda. He won at Honda last year. And he took off the week before. I think we were talking about it. He took off the week before because he his game right. sets up a lot better there yes, than, that, than anywhere else that so, was a
1: real calculated risk on his part because that was waste management that he skipped right I to think, play the honda i think it was he skipped a he skipped a, an elevated event to play the honda because the fit was so much better for him yes. which it's a, that's that's playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers i love that
2: yeah. So I think he I mean, I think there's some courses coming up that he could he could take advantage of. So I'd give him I'd give him decent odds of winning again this year. Cool.
0: Uh Figala and Jordan. Um, Figala just mm, man, I was pulling for him hard, Mike. I know you were. I could um, feel he, it.
1: I, I could feel the love. I could feel the vibes coming. Coming up 95.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just – man, he, he – he, at that place, you can hit the driver anywhere. Oh, God, yes. That's why I think him and Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, had a shot at the end of the tournament. Yeah. Just, unfortunately for him, couldn't get it done. Uh, the fans were pulling for him hard. Uh, you could hear the thi-gala in the Gala uh, in the crowds. And then Jordan, super unfortunate – both players are making a run. Um, they got Jordan and then he hit it in the lip of the bunker on 16 had to hack out, ended up making a bogey and basically put himself too far um, behind. But if you're the and you're Jordan, I know the won in the fall, but hasn't really had that win yet. Like this win would have been huge for him. Jordan hasn't won in, um, like almost a year and a half. Um, I think this was your best shot for Thigal and Jordan. And they didn't get it done.
1: I think playing their regular games, like not having an off the charts for them. Driving week? Yeah. I don't think you've got another ballpark this big that you can just hit it anywhere. Certainly either of them could get hot with the driver. And and hot with the driver for them is probably just average accuracy. PGA Tour average accuracy and then either of them could win any place but they've gotta they've gotta get the driver under control but I gotta ask you does anyone make you feel things watching them play golf the way the does I mean it's it's a it's it's an absolute roller coaster ride and I'm here for it and that's what I love about the guy
2: I mean I would say that if there's any other player that that kind of has that um, same roller coaster of emotions. It's got to be Jordan. I mean, it really like, is. Yeah, any Speeth fan knows that the highs and lows can can vary between a whole. Um, so I think I think the gala has um, you know, he's got some unfinished business at the waste management. I could see him, you know, potentially taking another run there. Um, I think he he kind of has a better idea how to play it now. But his game's trending, and I would say someone else that you were pulling hard for too sterling that um on sunday just absolutely hit the eject button and uh slid down the don't do slid, slid down the leaderboard don't, don't do don't do not is Hang on, hold man. on is Akshay. And Hang I, on. and i and honestly it's his first year cut him some slack no no, no slack. i'm not I, that's the biggest i'm oh no he's probably playing the major but i'm not saying anything negative about Akshay cuz i was pulling for him too i think i mean another YouTube guy, super friendly. He was one of the first, I think, players to greet Grayson Murray on the green after his victory um, this week. So just super likable guy. And, um, I mean, he... Did you hear what he said?
0: Did you hear what Grayson said? He said, hey, man, let's push each other to be better. Number one and two in the world.
2: All right, that might be a stretch. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. um, But, I mean... A guy who can catch fire quick, and I mean, I think that's what Akshay is. It it really seemed like the putter is probably the one, the one piece of his game that can either be white hot, shout out to Odyssey, or, um, it can be a little dicey. Not so much Willie Z dicey, but it just seems like sometimes the control is not there.
0: Yeah, his his stroke is yeah. fine. I mean, to even mention Willie Z in the same sentence is absolutely. Um, insane, but he he's a little bit more like you, Madison, with the putter. He's got a different one. I mean, he went to Hawaii, I believe he's out in. I think he's in a North Carolina guy, North or South, maybe I'm not sure. Um, he probably took four or five putters over there with him. I don't doubt it. He took a broomstick. He took an arm lock. He took a mallet, regular length. Like he took a bunch. Um, once he gets comfortable. I think it wouldn't surprise me if in twenty years he had ten to fifteen wins on the PGA Tour.
2: Yeah, I think he's, I think he's got it. I do think he 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 definitely has it. Um, but like you said, he he's still early on the scene. Um, and once you start building that confidence he, and everything, cool. I think he's going to be solid. And I do think he can rattle off some wins for sure.
0: He actually turned um, pro when he was 17. Yeah. So he's actually been a professional golfer for four years. Um, just hasn't had his breakthrough. Well, he had it last mm-hmm. year when he won the Barracuda. And um, that was his
1: first That was his first year on the PGA Tour, right?
0: I think he had conditional status because he had a pretty good year on the Corn yeah. Ferry the year yeah. prior. Um, and he got conditional status. Yeah,
2: he and had, then played he had, his way into full status. Yeah, cuz he had two wins on the Corn Ferry, didn't he? Or He did. Yeah, he <sighs> He had I think whatever he did, he it kind of jumped him up without having to go through um the end of season stuff.
1: He he didn't have full status though
2: because mm-hmm.
1: even though he had enough points, I forget exactly what the deal was, but didn't he have enough points to make the playoffs? But because the Barracuda he wasn't a, uh, you know, wasn't a primary field event, that didn't get him his full status. He was obviously going to have it for this year, but he never got full status last year.
0: I believe his his really good corn fairy year was twenty twenty two. Then he got con- conditional status also the year twenty twenty two and would have had enough points to make the fedex cup playoffs but didn't get a win so his points didn't count right Right. all in 2022 then i think he had i'm not sure what kind of status he had in 2023 but obviously then he won the barracuda but since it wasn't a primary event like you said he still couldn't qualify for the fedex cup because after he won the barracuda i don't think we saw him on tour until the fall series Okay. We're, we're giving Akshay a lot of um, time Latterly. here. I, I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we give Woo some credit next week, or sorry, in two weeks, because uh, he is also making a start this week at the Amex. Uh, so, super excited for that. But I want to get into the PGA Tour Player of the Year. I disagree with that because John Rahm went to live. Uh, I think John was definitely the player of the year last year. Um, But Scotty Scheffler, another average to poor putting week for him, but his ball striking is insane. Um, I believe he finished top five. He was super close to the top. Um, But, again, didn't get it done due to some, some poor putting. And a guy I believe we all like joined the booth. This week, in Kevin Kisner, um, and he kind of gave some comments on Scotty's putting setup. He sets up for a cut, and like the driver, you can set up for a cut because you know the ball's in the air and whatever. Um, but with the the putter, you can't really do that because the ball rolls on the ground. You're putting side spin, leads to inconsistent roll and all that jazz. Um, so he kind of gave his his two points, and I I like Kisner in this role because. He's not afraid to say those things where I think other guys might be. Like Kisner just fires from the hip. Um, as they say. So one, what do you think about Scotty Scheffler? Two, how good was Kevin Kisner in your opinion?
1: So T five for Scheffler. T five with a lot of players, but T five so definitely again, just ridiculous that he can score so well having Really mediocre putting weeks, but it just—it's just a testament to how how well he hits the ball. You got to think at some point he's gonna have a week or two where he puts just average. I mean, just acceptably, and he's gonna—he's gonna run away with the tournament. Kiz I thought was pretty good, but I felt like for every insight that he gave, like. The uh, Scotty Scheffler setting up to hit a cut with his putts. We also got some... Oh, Kirk and I were playing a match. He'd make. He'd definitely make this one on me. You know, so, uh, first time out, great job. Definitely great job. If he sticks with it, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't continue to get better. So, I would love to see him get more starts in the booth
0: yeah he he told danny rap um this is basically they reached out to him and was like hey we need someone for these two events do you want to do it um and that was that was pretty much it i don't think this is a true trial run for him um he said that he still wants to focus on playing although he didn't play this uh he played in the Sony didn't play well he shot 75 71 missed the cut um but yeah I don't think we're going to see Kevin Kisner in the booth anytime soon except for at the century and at the waste management
2: yeah I mean I I feel like it was nice having him having them there that personality I think is very um I mean he's got a very approachable personality I mean he he talks like the rest of us he's not super clean and polished with the things that he says um so i think he did give some good insight i liked him in the booth i was not super surprised to see uh his game um this this past weekend i mean it it definitely made sense i don't know how much he's what he's been doing so would i like to see him in the booth more yeah I, i i think at every other event or not every other event literally but um you know several events and then i think you know, potentially on the ground a little bit more kind of like a smiley Kaufman. I think that anytime you can get on the ground with him and kind of get those insights of lies or, you know, what the wind's doing, what they should be looking at, I think always helps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought he did pretty good.
1: So something that I heard on, I think it was the fried egg is an interesting question that I wanted to ask you guys. Do you think that, we're going to get analysts in the booth like a Johnny Miller, like a Nick Faldo, that kind, of, that kind of playing resume now. If you look at Kisner, he's got $29 million in official career money. $29 million. He doesn't need to do this. least i doubt he needs to do it and that's just kisner when you're talking about major winners you got to think that their career earnings are going to be a lot a lot higher than that is anybody really going to be motivated to take that to take that job when you've made that kind of money
0: no that's another thing kisner said um he was like Look, if they want me to do it, they're gonna to have to show me the money, because it's not—I don't want to say it wasn't worth his time, but like he—he he was already gonna play in the Sony. Right. It was a, basically they covered all of his um, fees and expenses to get out there, plus a little bit extra. Um, so, with the resume of a major champion, no. I'm trying to think of a player that we would potentially see kind of transition into that role. I'd like to see a Wesley Bryan. You know, kind of a journeyman. He's young-ish, but, you know, grinding on the Corn Ferry, won like three events in the Corn Ferry, then made his way to the Tour. Um, Has never been an exceptional PGA Tour player, but he does have a win. Um, People, I think people kind of like him. Um, Another South Carolina boy. I, I I wouldn't see why he wouldn't take, you know,
1: $100,000, $200,000. I think that's about all we're going to be able to expect. I Again, I don't think that a a major champion with a distinguished career is going to need the money, is going to want to do that much travel and that much preparation for the kind of money that they would be willing to pay. You know, so you'd be looking at a Colt-nosed at a Smiley Kaufman and if Wes Bryan doesn't make it as a player yeah I think absolutely you could see him as an analyst
0: any thoughts Madison
2: no I mean I I agree um it it's always I think the personalities in the booth or on the course have we've been used to one style of um reporter for so long Um, that anything is is refreshing, so I think, kind of like you're saying, if if someone like a a Wesley Bryan was to get in the booth, someone that has kind of a, a bigger personality, I think that that helps. Um, I don't think you can just pull someone else in that you know maybe has, um, you know, an announcer or an analyst kind of background because that's not really what we want to hear during the broadcast. We want you know, kind of real life stuff, stuff that we can, um. We can connect with. So,
0: I will say, remember that time? I don't remember the tournament, but they basically pulled John. Ron had an early tea time on yep. Saturday or Sunday. Um, you know the tournament yeah the Heritage was,
2: last you know, year. He did it two weeks in a
0: row, didn't he? Beautiful. Did he do it two weeks Maybe. in a row? I know I, one of them was the Heritage. Sounds, he was masterful. It was yeah. amazing. That sounds right. Pull a guy that either just missed the cut. Right, because then they can kind of make some money on a Saturday, Sunday potentially, since they missed the cut, or pull a guy that's still in the field, teed off early Saturday. They literally just got off the golf course, playing the same ish conditions, and put them in the booth, let them talk about you know their round and what these guys are going to experience coming up at eighteen. So,
2: I I agree, and I I like what you're you're kind of saying with that. I think the only issue with that is the players that you may want in the booth aren't going to be the players that would be willing to do it. And the players that you don't necessarily want are going to be the players that want to do it. So it, you'd, there's probably like maybe just a core, I don't know, five to 10 players that I think would would be really good in that position. Like uh, Scotty Scheffler, great player, great ball striker. Do you think Scotty Scheffler would be good in the booth?
0: No, he's got no personality. Okay, then.
2: so, but – that maybe you wouldn't want him though. Why wouldn't you want to hear from one of the top players in the world? I'm saying that's what you know an NBC or CBS would be thinking. Let's get Scottie Scheffler in here. Let's hear his thoughts. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world. Maybe he just had a good round, but then it would be you know potentially dry air. So I'm thinking. I guess what I'm trying to say is, what the network may see as the right candidate to fill those spots of, of what we're talking about versus what we would want. Are probably two different things and i think it would always err on the side of the the network as opposed to the fan
1: i don't know that the network wants a total snooze fest they don't i I mean you might try that once or twice give him five ten minutes maybe and see how he does but i i don't think that you would want that on repeat so that's another interesting idea though is do they just abandon the idea of the permanent analyst and go with a rotating go with a rotating cast of characters
0: I think you keep two I'm, I'm terrible with the names in the booth and I apologize but I think you keep your two um like locks or whatever and then you look you need a third and you get a guy who's like 25th to 35th roughly in the pip, even though i'm not sure that, that exists anymore but you got to get a guy who's looking to grow their brand mm-hmm. yeah you're telling me Wu lee wouldn't do it
1: so you still want the traditional anchor and the traditional former player analyst and then you've got a third guy in the booth kind of providing that off-the-cuff fresh takes player who just finished i would be absolutely in favor of that and that would honestly take a lot of burden off the full-time analyst who i mean let's face it if it's not Trevor trevor emelman you're running out of things to say
0: yeah um last thing from the century um first tournament of the year a lot of new sponsors and a lot of changes um xander schauffele went to what brand madison
2: oh god i think it's descent i what think it's descent descent.
1: What is it? descent descent french skiing apparel
0: right perfect fit makes oh, yeah. sense jason day i always mess up this company i'm gonna give it a shot Mal
1: malburn malburn
0: Melbourne. Melbourne. I always want to say the Australian is it a city? Melbourne? Yes. Every time I see it that's exactly what my like brain goes he to. He may
1: pronounce them the same way. He may pronounce both words exactly the same.
0: He might think that's what it, it is. Could be. <laughs> could be the reason he signed. Um I only like it cuz we're talking about it and I know it was about a week ago now. But um, he doesn't look great. I think the shirts are fine. I think he could have kept wearing the Nike skinny tight fit pants, and you know, just throwing the logo on a on a shirt. Um, but it's different, and we're talking about it. Any other equipment or clothing brand changes that you all have seen the last two weeks that you kind of want to
2: highlight? Um, I mean, I did see your your boy Minwoo. Signed with uh, Lululemon. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. Um, it almost kind of seemed. I saw. Uh, I think one of the ads or one of the first uh, commercials or something with him, and it just looks plain. I mean, it. It almost kind of reminded me of like, uh, like an Adam Scott, just super neutral tones all the way through. Um, but you know, good for him. It should. Potentially bring more uh, more stock to him. I will just kind of going back on this because I, I know we had a conversation about it last weekend, and I st- it still doesn't sit right with me. The way they have Jason Day dressed right now is is horrible. They've got the 1990 polo sleeves that come down past your elbow. He's got to be restricted swinging the club, and the pants are ridiculous. Like I, I know there's, I understand that they're trying to I guess put a little bit of fashion in the game but that just it doesn't look good and then one of their other signings to Charlie Hull the outfits they picked for her looked looked normal they weren't they nothing crazy on that but the Jason Day those blue pants that look like four sizes too big with those swirls on it I don't know not a fan I don't really care what Jason Day
1: is wearing
2: literally do not care what Here, Jason Day is wearing. Here's my here's my question. I think this is this would be the best part of it. Jason Day wins this year, and there's a photo of him holding the trophy in that outfit. If you looked at it, you wouldn't know what year it was. Put it in black and white. You wouldn't know what year it was. You'd be like, is that 95 or 24? I'm not 100% sure, because it looks like he's wearing the same clothes. That's all I'm saying.
0: That's a good point. I like that take. I like that take from you. Um, all right, the Sony Open, um, the afterthought of the Hawaii swing, uh, Grayson Murray. I don't. Um, this guy's usually been known for his talk, not his play. Um, talked smacked Kevin Na, uh, when Kevin went to the live tour, and I think Kevin i'm trying to think who started that i think maybe grayson said no one's gonna miss you um play fast or something we got we got any anyone remember that i mean that's two years yeah
2: there was there was something said i thought it started i know it went through twitter x now and then um i think it there may have been words exchanged on the range at some point as well um but no you know grayson murray like you said definitely known for more of his temper obviously we've seen him throw clubs break clubs um, all of the above and so to see him seem him to go go out there and win this week but also i think just kind of the composure he had on that first playoff hole keegan's in a great spot ben on's in a decent spot as well and then he tries to cut one off the palm trees and hits a palm tree like 100 yards out you know he's behind the eight ball starting starting from a second shot and doesn't lose his composure hits one out to kind of the fat part of the green middle part of the green and then just you know sinks a 30 or 40 foot putt i mean i would say he's a change change man at least from what i can tell but definitely happy to see um the new and improved murray grayson murray 2.0 seems like he's a very happy guy in a much better headspace now um but yeah way to go out there and And take it on the playoff hole when two other players were in much better spots
1: yeah i mean it's amazing what being clean and sober will do for you yeah and you know to go from really being known for sticking your foot in your mouth online and basically just lighting yourself on fire repeatedly to what he did on the golf course i don't know if i like him but you've got to respect the fact that it looks like he's really gotten his act together. He's turned his life around and played some absolutely amazing golf, which I think was always there. The possibility of it was always there, but he was his own worst enemy. And it'll be interesting to see if he can hold it together and he can keep it up. I think we could be talking about him a lot more throughout this season and into the future.
0: Beautiful. Uh, any other thoughts? I know I, I I usually ask this question and I'm not going to, but did he win or did Ben on lose? I saw Ben on this uh, four-footer. Oh.
1: Well, honestly, I, I, feel like I feel like On and Keegan, and Keegan both yeah. really kicked away extending the playoff. Who knows what would have happened on a third playoff hole Grayson still could have won. I th- but yeah. I think yeah.
2: if um if if Grayson doesn't make that putt it's it's a completely different outcome. Oh, yeah. That puts so much pressure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely put pressure on Keegan's putt which was what appeared to be almost on the same line, maybe just a foot over, but had the same same line um and then Ben on missing that. I don't know three footer maybe yeah Um, but the
1: Keegan the Keegan chip shot
2: yeah that I'm not gonna put
1: it on the putt it's the it's the pitch shot he gets the favorable TIO relief perfect lie right absolutely I know it was a little grainy but still he's a professional he probably gets that thing down up and down at least what 50 60 percent of the time from there and he didn't get anywhere near the hole
2: yeah I guess here's here's my question. Um, so the bin on putt didn't even touch. It didn't even sniff the hole. No, that was ugly. I that mean, was hard to watch. That I could understand. I mean, well, I guess I can understand. But
0: Madison, you need to be very careful about what
2: you say. I didn't gonna say think it. we were gonna go uh, to Madison's putting. Uh, I'm gonna say it. So I've noticed more and more of the broomstick coming back. Um, I think most all of them, if not all of them. Are being produced by Lab Golf, and you've seen we've seen Lucas Glover with it now, and Ben Ons. There's a couple others in the field. Adam, Adam Scott, Scott, yep. Um, so I don't know. It just um, to me, I would think if if that's what you're going with, it would definitely give you the um, the stability, the confidence, everything that you're looking for. That one just not even close.
0: You see a guy with a broomstick putter and his name doesn't, or his last name's not longer, it's a head case situation. They're uh, struggling mentally on the putting. You think it's, you you think the
1: collapse is inevitable?
0: inevitable. Yeah. Name me one putter that's post anchoring ban. Okay. Name me one putter that has... name. Geez, I'm struggling here. Besides Longer, name me one player that's had success with that putter.
1: I mean, you're talking post-anchor band. So the South African who legitimately couldn't hold a regular putter, what was his name? Tim. Oh, God. This is going to... All good. This is going to bug We're me. He, he giving it a quick
0: search. Yeah, I'm doing the... Um,
1: Other than that, you're right. Tim Clark.
0: Mm, Tim Clark. Tim Clark. Um,
1: who said he used the long putter because he legit, he had a wrist problem and couldn't hold a regular putter. And that's what I'm asking when it comes to Glover. Did he have his two hot weeks? I know he played, he played well in other tournaments besides, but is the collapse... Always right around the corner when you've got the broomstick. Are the demons gonna come back? Because it sounds like you think they, you think they are, and I don't know that I disagree with you.
0: Yeah, that's a good, good, good pull there, though, Matt. Lucas, clever. Um, Mike, I know you had a should this exist for this.
1: Suite? So let's get into let's, it. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about Carl, Yuan, and absolutely shipping one by by all rights it looked like that thing was was out of the field of play it was out of the stadium but somehow a favorable ruling determines that it was virtually certain that his ball went into the grandstands and because of that he gets tio relief so gentlemen i put it to you should this exist TIO relief based on it being virtually certain that your ball is lost in the grandstands. Ball was never found. Should this exist in that
0: situation where the ball wasn't found? No. But obviously, I'm going to say yes when
1: you know the ball is. Hundred percent, I agree. If the ball is found. And it's in. It's in the temporary movable op- obstruction. You should get some kind of relief. Don't know that I love the relief they generally get. Would love to see it. Oh, they get. Would love to see a drop circle like they do at the Open Championship. Make it kind of scruffy. They, make it. Make them think a little bit before they try to ship I, it I into like, the bleachers.
0: Yeah, it's like a half a penalty yeah. stroke. You know, that's how bad the lie is. I like. I'm down that. with that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just because they intentionally do. Yeah, they do. That's the That's the issue. And we don't get the chance. They,
1: Sterling, when you're coming down the stretch at the state open, I
0: don't like this. When you're coming down, I don't like this comparison. When you're coming
1: down the stretch at the state open, you've got no option but to hit a good shot. You can't just fire one into the grandstands and know that you're going to get scummy relief. That's not an option for you.
0: uh, The only thing, and this is probably my last take on this point, but the only thing I don't like that comparison, Mike, is how would you play if you had 100,000 people watching you? I think the pressure that they get from the fans and the chirps and all that balances out with the TIO.
1: It's their job, and they're paid handsomely to do it.
0: You know, yeah, okay. I, I I see that. Yeah, but the the chirping and the have you seen the new thing? Obviously, with sports gambling becoming um pretty big in almost every state now in the in the country. Um, but you know, guys are in the stands and I got a grand on you to make a bogey here or st- stuff like
1: uh, that. I've started hearing about stuff like that. Didn't somebody hassle Max not too long ago? Did Um, someone heckle him?
2: Was it... I'm trying to think. Was it Max? I know that there was... There was... um, God, I can't remember if it was Max or maybe it was Jordan. But there was two guys kind of like gambling off the side. And he was like, guys, could you just get... Like, I can hear you. Like, just give it a minute and let me putt or whatever. Something along those lines. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Kind of back to your point, Mike. Do I think it should exist i think it could go either way um just because if the ball isn't found obviously in any other scenario lost ball re-t, whatever it may be but being in a grandstand you know there could be someone that picks it up and puts it in their pocket or you know maybe a kid grabs it i wouldn't say it could get lost because underneath it's basically all just um oh god i can't even think what i'm scaffolding underneath so it's not like you could lose it down there. So, I don't know. I think I, I see where it gets really murky. And maybe it's better just to say, hey, if it's if you can't find it, it's it's a lost ball kind of situation. But um, I could definitely see it go either way.
1: You know where this doesn't happen? The State Open. The State Open. You know where else it doesn't happen, though? The Dubai Invitational. I don't know about the Dubai Invitational. I wasn't watching that. I was thinking more the greatest golf tournament the masters no bleachers around the 18th just the patrons you've got to hit a shot you've got to hit a golf shot well that's different but yeah let's talk about the dubai invitational since you mentioned it
0: yeah let's do it uh tommy fleetwood can't get it done on u.s soil but can get it done Anywhere else, gets his seventh DP World Tour um, win. I believe his last one was uh, 2022, the Ned, Bank, Ned Bank. Uh, Challenge. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, but rounds of 66, 69, 63, a very sporty uh, 63, and finishes with a 67. Um, made back-to-back birdies on 17 and 18 coming in the stretch. Um, kind of the same situation, Rory... Um struggling kinda gave the tournament away late I'm late over there, early here Sunday. Um but congratulations to Tommy Fleetwood on his seventh win.
1: Did Rory almost seem happy to kick this one away?
0: I didn't look make, at his make Tommy feel facial expression. Make Tommy
1: feel good about himself. Look, Roy is just
0: trying to build the strongest Ryder Cup team for. Uh, that's game. what
1: I'm wondering. Seriously, that the Tommy needed Tommy point. needed a W. Rory doesn't need to win the Dubai Invitational. Why not?
0: Just a good captain. I, I, out I, that's there. what I think. That's a great call, Mike. <laughs> Strategic. He's playing the long game.
1: Always. Thinking. Always. Um, thinking
0: but it sounds like we don't have any more thoughts on Tommy, but let's get into Rory started the round or started the week with a 62. Um, then made quad on the eighth hole in round two, shot a 70 and then finished out with two 67s on the weekend. Uh, three putted late on Sunday. And then also hit his tee ball into the water with the new TaylorMade made QI 10. Maybe not as forgiving as we all thought. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, like, what do we think about Rory? But it sounds like we already have our answer.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have anything to, I don't think we should be sounding the alarms yet. We'll see how, how the rest of the season goes, but yeah, I mean, definitely surprising. You wouldn't think to see, see the three putt from, from Rory from that distance. I mean, he's definitely struggled with the putter before, but I wouldn't say that much, but yeah, whatever the reason was, he was trying to get Tommy the win or just lost focus temporarily. I'm not, not too concerned with him yet.
1: Yeah. It's it's fine. Winning takes a lot out of you. He doesn't want to win this week. He'd rather win next week anyway.
0: Yeah, they're still in Dubai. Yeah. The um, big one is this What week. are they at? Dubai what? That is the Dubai oh. Desert Classic. Boom. There you go. Um did you all see <laughs> the <laughs> new the the new green room?
1: No. You were telling us about this earlier. So, but
0: Yeah, so I think we got to give the DP World Tour their flowers. They do a really good job as far as social marketing, our social media um, and marketing. Basically, they, they try anything. They are the experimental tour. They will do anything, just to give it a shot. Uh, I believe at the beginning of this week, they tried to do the world's longest, um, I don't know what you would call it, but basically they were juggling. They had like 50 players juggling a golf ball down the line and then the last guy, um, he was the lefty, played I can't I can't think. Maybe McIntyre, I don't know. Um he was supposed to hit the last shot like out of the air with his driver. You didn't see that video either. It was pretty cool. You should get you should go watch it if you get a chance. But they're always trying to break world records um with their players. They do the five hundred tee shots can you get a hole in one um, and this week they did a green room basically they asked certain players after their round to come into a room no one else was in there just a camera a chair and they gave their thoughts on their round um, so that was pretty cool um, another thing from this tournament um, Ken Wayand am I saying that right? right Ken Wayand yeah I believe that's um, correct director, director of golf some sort of PGA professional um, at the Grove. The Grove? Mm-hmm. Grove 20. That's yep. Michael Jordan.
1: 23. MJ's place.
0: Um, so he works. Yep. He works at MJ's golf course. He got a sponsor's exemption into this event and he lit it up bad. in a bad way on Thursday and Friday. Um, Eddie Pepperelli Pepperell. made a few comments. I'm sorry. It's Pepperell that's my fault
1: I love making him Italian though Eddie Pepperoni <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Eddie, Eddie had some comments uh, and he took the Twitter as a lot of these young guys do and said I don't care if you're Ken from Barbie if you're going to shoot these scores you shouldn't be here um, it's a waste of a spot I believe this was a limited field yep. event for the DP World Tour um, and yeah Ken Ken took a spot
2: yeah, I I saw that. I saw the comments. Then of course I had to click over and see what the, the scores were. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily get it. I know a lot of the times the sponsors exemptions are usually, um, you know, maybe an up and coming player or um, if it was P J Tour, somebody like a, a Wesley Bryan who you know maybe is, has been struggling, doesn't have full status, but to kind of go with just a a. a PJ professional from from the grove I don't know did kind of caught me off guard especially being an, um, a DP event I could see maybe if it was a PJ tour event uh, kind of an opposite field thing but yeah kind of surprising I think I think Eddie was right I think some of the other players that kind of sounded off on it were right too so
1: it made no sense whatsoever and it just made me wonder did somebody owe somebody a favor? Does he have incriminating photos? (laughs) What on earth led to this decision? Because this guy's not, he's not selling tickets. I, I think a publicity stunt like Tony Romo playing in a Corn Fairy event makes more sense than this. This, honestly, it just defies all logic whatsoever. And it just makes me think that somebody owes somebody a favor. Hope it was worth it.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, those are the three tour events that happened um, over the past two weeks. I want to say this. It's not on the sheet here, but I'm not sure what changed. I'm not sure what happened. I'm going to watch more LPGA Tour golf this year.
1: Good for you.
2: So, are you officially you. admitting to the audience that you... Don't currently watch it?
0: Yes, okay. 100%. I'm not afraid all to right. say that.
2: Good for you.
1: You're really going out on a limb by admitting that you weren't watching yep. much LPGA Tour golf there still.
0: I, I say it all the time. I was like, I'll pass it to Mike and Madison because I haven't been... I didn't watch this tournament, I'll be honest. Yeah. We have the Stolheim Cup this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have another one this year. In,
0: in, in D.C. Um... I'm going to go to that. I think, I'm trying to think, if I have to pick a, uh, didn't I pick a player now? Oh my God. Do I have to say one right now out
2: loud? You, you, do can I do I your, you can do your research. Hey, but you know, I'm really proud of you, you know, admitting that you have a problem is the first step. And <laughs> I think, I think if nothing comes out of this other than you've got some something to contribute when we talk. About Solheim or LPGA events. I'm I'm super happy. So um, if you need a sponsor or anything, let me know. We can we can call and chat. But uh,
0: I don't know if this is the week to be making jokes about this stuff, Madison.
2: Why is that? <laughs> why is that, Sterling? Because our
0: last two winners in the PGA Tour have overcome some issues.
2: <laughs> it seems like the best time to talk about it.
0: Speaking of issues, uh, let's get into this Myrtle Beach trip. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want to save the Myrtle Beach trip for last because Madison has a lot of explaining to do. Um, Tiger Talk. Tiger ends his 27-year partnership with Nike. Um, I've had a couple people ask me if I think Nike golf is over. Um, I don't think so. I mean, they're still making clothes and shoes. Um, But like I said, Tiger ends his deal with Nike. Nike. I want to ask two questions. One being he's been wearing foot joy for the last two, two years, um, on his, on his foot. Obviously he's had the injury issues, but Nike, it may now be clear that they just didn't even try, um, to come out with a shoe that would suit tiger woods. Um, so that, that that's question number 1, why? Um question number 2, where does he go?
2: Um okay. Yeah, I mean as far as the shoe, I th- I think if you've seen, you know what really what we've seen the most on tour now, still a couple of guys wearing uh the TWs, but for the most part everyone has really bought in hard to the Jordans lpga um, pga dp you're seeing them all over the place you see a guy like justin rose rocking a pair of jordan lowes i mean that is i think where they see the trend going the the tiger woods i th- I just think the lineup that they had with him being kind of out of play for so long just started to to kind of dwindle i mean even in stores you used to always see the hat they would always have they always have a white hat and a black hat and then maybe another color all the polos but even in some of the major sporting goods stores, you're seeing less and less. So I think they're really just focusing more on the Jordan lineup um, when it comes to shoes and then just their normal uh, copy-paste print for the clothing. So I think that's what you're going to see. You'll probably see a couple more players maybe leave Nike and, and get one of these other, other deals, kind of like Jason Day. Um I'll say a lot of the signs are pointing that TaylorMade is going to develop an entire maybe um, apparel division around Tiger Woods. Um, and I think you may see, at that point, you may see someone like Scotty Scheffler go over there, some of the other full TaylorMade players um, go into the apparel side as well. But that's that would, I think, be the most likely home for him, would be TaylorMade.
1: I've heard the same thing and I suppose it makes sense. And I guess the big question is just does TaylorMade try to, do they try to develop this from the ground up or do they take a page out of the Callaway playbook and just buy one or more apparel companies in order to get it started quickly and, I don't look at TaylorMade's finan. Actually, TaylorMade is no longer publicly traded, right? So I don't know that their financials are out there in the uh, in the public domain. So I just don't know if they've got the cash on hand to, to buy a company like that. Not like Callaway does. So I guess time will tell.
0: Time will tell. Um, one thing he did mention, um, kind of his like classic blue post, um, with the Tiger Woods logo is we'll see you in LA. Is that a, we'll see you on the course or we'll see you giving an interview cause you're the tournament host.
2: That's a great question. Yes it's <laughs> <to> both, <laughs> to both or one of or the other one
1: or, one or the other and it's a totally safe thing for him to say he's not go he's not going out on a limb he's not going out on a limb by saying that i think that's going to be probably a game time type decision i'm sure he wants to play loves riff
0: yeah made the cut there last yeah. year Cool, um, I've got some other stuff here. The new equipment, obviously, they have the Callaway's got the new AI Smoke, Ping's got the G Four Thirty Ten K, and TaylorMade's got the QI Ten. Um, anyone got anything to say on those products? Like, I haven't tried them yet. I've seen them. Um, I haven't hit anything yet. Just want to keep it keep it rolling.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen good things. It seems like the TaylorMade QI Ten is um is it's kind of the early favorite from a lot of our um a lot of the youtube guys who kind of live in that space and review those items pretty early on it sounds like the forgiveness across the face is is even better than some of the other ones i can't remember mike and i don't know maybe you've seen it um the 10 is in reference to the MOI MOI, okay yeah the
1: total the total MOI across both axes yeah that it gets over it gets over 10,000 whatever the unit for MOI is it escapes
2: me isn't cubic inches what does the
0: QI stand for
2: oh I just saw this too
0: I think it's all apart I think it's
2: (laughs) no it's um oh shoot Yes, yeah, tough. I know it's it has something to do with it. It's like they it all leads into one thing, something, and in... mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep.
1: Uh, well, well, the interesting thing yeah. about the QI ten to me is the fact that it seems like this is the first real forgiveness play that TaylorMade has gone with in a while. 'Cause they're always distance, distance, distance. They wanna win they wanna win the launch monitor battle. They're not so worried about whether you're hitting a bunch of foul balls. And this seems to be the first time that I can remember that they're actually building a driver around forgiveness and touting the forgiveness of it. So I'm excited to get to hit it. And it sounds like Madison I and I might say... get a chance to hit it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that should be fun for y'all. Well, I mean, you were invited as well. You said no, then you hit me back and said maybe. So I'm not really sure <laughs> what that means. So <laughs> you just let me know.
0: Yeah, it could be tough. Okay, could be um, because I'm going to I'm going to Phoenix literally seven
2: days after. It sounds that. like that would be a fantastic time to try out your new driver. Do
0: you think they give you the driver on the spot?
2: That's what it sounded like. He said, I don't. He said, well, I like the way we're having this conversation in mid-podcast. Um, so, this may be something that comes out later about a trip to the Outer Banks where we get a uh, tailor-made driver. But he said he would recommend doing the fitting before you leave with your driver. So, I assume that they would have everything there. And Mikey did say that they were going to have the full shaft collection, even the upcharges as well.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
2: And all, well, all three head styles.
1: If I don't if I don't go out on at least one of those courses with my new driver, what are we even doing
2: here? Well Huge I'll, I'll confirm him. tomorrow. I'll Pun confirm intended. tomorrow <laughs> when we place our reservation, because Sterling's gonna let me know. ASAP, I'll let you know.
0: Should I go? Should I go? What do you think? Absolutely you Honest on no, no put put yourself in my position. All right. First, programs start the following week. It'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm leaving the following Thursday on the first week of programs to go to
2: Phoenix on another golf trip. Can can I say?
1: How how old are you, Sterling? No,
2: Mike, let me let me hit him with this one because this one I think okay. is, I think this one's go ahead, really going to hammer him. Yeah. If there was. A world where i could go back in time and be your age i'm sure my wife is going to listen to this not really but uh this is just hypothetical if i go back to your age and be single no kids anything like that i would definitely play more golf than than what you play so if i had an opportunity to go on a on a trip after we even we're gonna get to this in a minute after we've just been to myrtle Beach. Another trip to go to the Outer Banks, play three courses, get a driver, fit for you as well, and then take said driver, you said a week later, seven days later, and then go to Phoenix and play more golf? golf? Mike, I mean, back me up here. Doesn't that sound like a dream?
0: Sounds like a normal day at work for me. Let me put you in again my position. Because I don't want this to sound... braggadocious (laughs) Braggadocious, <laughs> or whatever they say. I um, can, <laughs> I can, I can get the new TaylorMade oh, driver. Of
2: course, we know that you can. It. I can fit myself. We know that you can. That's not necessary.
0: I can get on to these golf courses with no issue. I can do this trip at a, a quarter of the price, okay.
2: but it's all about the experience.
1: What are we experiencing? We're all
2: going down there together. Yeah. What do you mean?
1: If you want to do this by yourself for a quarter of the price, Sterling, and be lonely boy playing golf by himself, then by all means, let us know how it is. Madison, I think I, I think we just found out where we where we rank. I think yeah, I think
2: Sterling's out. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll move on. All
0: right. Let's Get into another golf trip. Um, Madison and I and, and two of our friends took a trip down to Myrtle Beach, uh, to Pauly's, Pauly's yep. Island. Um, Pauly's Island. Went down on a went down on a Friday. Um, we were supposed to play a par three course. Didn't work out, so we found another par three course, and it and it it turned out to be almost
2: a hidden. That gym. was the highlight of my weekend. If I'm being completely honest, really?
0: 100%. Well, we'll get to why in a second here. Um, so you play the Part 3 chorus. It's like, it's lit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like kids 2021 lit. It has lights. It's, you get it? Like um, Windy Hill. Like
2: Wendy Hill. Uh, Don't no, be disrespectful no, no. to so this, this is, golf course. Mike, this one was probably on about, two acres so it's all kind of crammed in back and forth a little bit Mm -hmm. so the lights when the lights are on everything is lit it's not like you're walking a whole hole in the dark yeah Yeah. exactly yeah
1: (laughs)
0: is that how it is at windy hill windy hill you're
2: walking
1: through i've never done you're walking through forests half the lights don't work you're
2: walking through down like a gravel path yeah i mean you're off the path and you're lost forever you're gonna break an.
1: yeah you're gonna break an ankle it's, yeah. yeah, Windy Hill is part Lighted Part Three, part Halloween Terror Walk. Yeah. Which is why I love it.
0: <laughs> Your golf game is not the scary, um, The only scary thing out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, it's a hidden gem. Um, you tee off on the mats, you can't miss a shot, really. Like, I think everything is from 70 up 107. 107, 100. I think, was the longest. Yeah, 107. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And we played a 2v2 best ball. Uh, we went through it once just to kind of get our feet wet, long road trip down, and the second time around, it was myself and Peyton versus Madison and Noah, and we started off hot. We won the first hole, then Madison and Noah came back, won the second hole, and it was back and forth all the way up until um, the 17th I believe Noah and Madison were one up I'm sorry the 16th they were one up, I birdie on on 16 to get it back to all square Madison birdies on 17 to go back to one up, Peyton and I are one down on 18T he hits a shot to maybe 25 feet and he rolls it in on 18, huge fist pump for me, we're hyping it up, we're going into a playoff we go back to 16T. Noah hits one. I don't know, like he hits one pretty tight. I hit one to maybe 15 feet. He, he's basically a gimme. I end up rolling in. Oh, I can't remember now. We both made birdie. The hole was halved, and um, yeah, we played maybe three or four more holes. And in the end, I think Peyton made birdie to secure it. So that was really fun. And I think I agree with Madison. That was probably the highlight of the weekend. Just good old-fashioned fun. Didn't need a top 100 golf course um, to have a good time out there. So then Saturday we played Caledonia Golf and Fish Club. Um, it was raining all morning. Madison called the pro shop guy. What was his name? Want to give him a shout-out?
2: Oh, God. It was – uh, was it? I have to go back. I thought his name was Owen.
0: All right, shout out to Owen. Uh, we called him one if we could push our tee time back because we were supposed to tee off at like 10.40? nine nine and um, originally, I thought. And yes, yeah, so we ended up pushing it back to like twelve, and it was like the perfect time because we arrived and it was like the last little bit of rain, and we got to play the entire eighteen hole course in, in pretty good weather conditions. Obviously, the course is a little bit soaked. It um, doesn't really drain too well down there. Um, again, the other, it wasn't a good match. Um, I played well that day. Noah, my partner, played okay, and Madison and Peyton just didn't have it. Um, and this was when Madison's putter disappeared.
2: No, I would say I ha- it was it was somewhat together through the front nine of Caledonia. Cause remember I rolled in birdie on two and had a pretty good two putt on the par three after being long on that. So the front nine, it was still kind of intact and then the back nine, it was, it was gone. And then the second day non-existent.
0: We went down there, Mike. We played obviously handicapped stuff because Noah and Peyton they don't play too often anymore, and Madison is Madison. So I think I was obviously zero. Peyton and Noah were four, and Madison was a seven or a six, six. Um, something like that. And I played I played pretty well. And the second day we adjusted. Mm, what were the strokes? I think you went up to a what?
2: Um, I asked for twelve. You wouldn't give it to me. So I think I got ten. I we, we gave yeah. you ten. Gave you ten. Peyton went up to n- six, and I think Noah went to six. A six seven. or seven, yeah. Noah's one higher,
0: and it was just so cold. <laughs> It was cold on Sunday. We teed off a lot earlier than we did on Saturday, and you know I got called out for my effort. It's tough. It's tough playing with strokes. Um, you, I don't know. You know your partner's getting ten, you're getting zero, and your partner's got a four footer for birdie, net eagle, and you can win the hole. It just doesn't happen, and it's very draining, (laughs) and I'm looking at him now, and he's just not speaking up, and it was just all downhill from there. I think after, I think after the, (laughs) he three-putted the first hole. It was a two-putt, but really, he hit this putter three times, and he got a stroke on the first, didn't win that hole. We were all square going to two, and. Come on, Matt. Help me out here. Do you not remember, or do you just don't want to talk about it? I'm trying to
2: remember true blue. Like, I remember Caledonia. Um, So,
0: the second hole, you hit two iron, and you basically topped it.
2: I'm trying to think. Um, Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. So, one. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm I'm getting it. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Par five. dog And then hole three was the par three. Which we won the part three. Uh, thought we, thought we we won that one. We had a stroke there. And then yeah, after that I hit two iron again with water left. And yeah. It was honestly I would say really disappointed the way um, the way that I had played down there, especially kind of playing leading up to it. Now I will say I think my expectations of my play were a lot higher based on what I had seen here, like, especially, mm-hmm. you know, rolling some on the greens here, of course at um, Tattersall, which the greens don't roll anywhere close to the way that they roll at either of the places that we played. Um, and then of course, you know, the how the greens would, would take a shot, like how receptive they were. Um, so I think my ex- expectations were really high. And then when they, <laughs> they just weren't there. It was it was all downhill, um, but the one thing that I wish that we would have been able to do, and of course the rain kind of kind of ruined it all, um, would have of course been playing ninety degree. They have these really cool um, motorcycle golf single motorcycle golf courts carts that you can take, but of course we didn't have to, any of those opportunities because it was cart path only. And I think when you're not playing well and you're having to grab six clubs off the bag and then walk you know 200 yards into the woods or wherever to find your ball and then hit it again it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds there's never an opportunity for you to just be like all right let's just reset here you're just always kind of like i can't believe i'm over here so um yeah i mean i think both courses were great i'm i i'm glad to say that i've i've finally been able to see them i've wanted to play them for a couple years now, I've been down to Myrtle Beach and driven by them, played other courses near them. Never played those two, um, but I also feel confident now saying if I want the same feeling, I can just drive forty minutes down the road and play Royal New Kent. Um, as Sterling says, "Clown golf." So,
0: absolute clown golf. Yeah,
2: I I will say, kind of going back to kind of tie a bow on this weekend. Shout out to Liam was the guy at the pro shop actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And then our Airbnb host, who like one of the best deals I've ever gotten on, on an Air, Airbnb. We were literally four minutes from both courses and the house was was great, honestly great. So experience overall was, was pretty good.
0: No complaints on the house?
2: No complaints on the house, except the ping pong table being a quarter of the actual size. Was extremely frustrating especially for someone who doesn't frequently play ping pong because your misses are <laughs> obviously very uh very exposed so
0: i thought you were gonna call it the mattress
2: oh my god yeah that was that was the one downside <laughs> but um you know as i i guess I, my body got used to it it's like laying in a coffin mike <laughs> it was memory foam but it was so firm like you would you would lay on it and then you would just kind of like slowly sink into it but only just like a certain amount so you have oh it's the worst you'd have to like dig your heels in, like you'd have to almost like try and bury yourself it was like it was like sleeping in a coffin you had to like bury yourself in it um but yeah
0: mike do you know what do you know what
1: oobleck is i do not know what oobleck is
0: okay never mind then I was gonna compare it to I thought book. you were gonna tell me. Oh, it's the um it's the stuff you might have made in science class or maybe your daughters have made it. Um oh, basically it's it's slime. It's liquid. Yeah. So if you step on it really quick, it's um it's solid. Mm-hmm. But if you go slow, you kind of sink. Right. You sink into okay. it.
1: I gotcha.
0: Um Since we're giving shout-outs on the Myrtle Beach trip, I do want to give a shout-out to Melt. Um, They made the best pizza that I've ever tasted. Again, I got some crap for this from the boys. I'm not a huge pizza guy. Um, When I go out, it's never pizza. It's usually a burger or something else. Um, But, you know, when the place is called Melt and they have a bunch of pizzas, you try them, and, boy, was it so good.
2: Yeah, I will say that we had Melt at Broadway at the Beach. Um, It was great. Also, last shout out. uh, Jose from PGA Superstore. Hooked me up big time. Um, I can't remember, I don't think we talked about it. Um, We talked about it on our live last week or the week before, whenever that was. My seven iron recently broke in the hand, the shaft broke in the handle. One of the wildest things I've ever seen just hitting a normal shot um not no route or anything like that just hitting a normal shot and it snapped um i knew this trip was coming up quickly ordered a shaft um the shaft arrived to my house we took it down with us the first stop when we got into town was at the pj superstore took the shaft there the guy was like no problem we'll get it fixed we're still walking around in the store as you do cuz it's pj superstore it's every golfer's dream because they literally have everything and uh, he calls and says, hey, this is the wrong shaft. So, of course, I'm thinking no 7-iron for the week. He says, I think I may have one. Digs around, finds the shaft that I need, pops it in there. Don't have it on Saturday, but I have it for our round on Sunday. So, huge, huge uh, win there for Jose, the PJ Superstore in Myrtle Beach.
0: Beautiful. All Love right, it. gentlemen, that's all I got. That's
1: all I got. Um... Anything else from you all? So what's coming up? What can the fans expect from us?
0: Yeah, so coming up, um, like I said earlier in the show, we're going to be doing a podcast every two weeks. Um, We are going to try to pump out a new YouTube video every Saturday at 10 o'clock. So if you're listening to this, please go over to YouTube, subscribe, turn your notifications on. We have a 2024 What's in the Bag coming out this week um so tune in for that uh what else we're just gonna be we're gonna try to get to a consistent schedule um this last few months have been kind of off and on that's due to our schedules and also the pga tour has kind of been away for a while but now that the season's back um we're gonna be consistent across all platforms except for x so yeah, make sure to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Please make sure to follow the podcast, um, and that's all I got, gentlemen. Anything else?
1: Check out the blog, relatively new article on uh, rollback and the marketing strategy that I think the USGA
2: should be following. Yeah, you can. F- so you'll see more stuff on the blog this year as well. Yep, you can find that at two in one that. two in one golf dot com for that blog there
0: all right ladies and gentlemen well thank you all for tuning in to episode 55 hopefully your 2024 is off to a good start and we'll catch you all in the next episode